We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 616 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. It is the rare weekend installment of the podcast. A scheduled emergency (laughs) installment of the pod for this Saturday. Always remember, the only thing more urgent than an emergency is a scheduled emergency. Hello and welcome to this Saturday installment of the Al Galdi Podcast. And hello and welcome to the Josh Harris era. We on Friday morning got the word that the sale of the commanders from Dan and Tanya Snyder to the Josh Harris Group had closed. And so that's it. The sale is done. The Snyders are gone, and Josh Harris is in charge. We on Commanders.com now have Josh Harris listed as the team's managing partner. You know, we on Friday did get a statement from Dan and Tanya. I'm not going to waste our time reading that statement, but the statement did call Commanders fans, quote, the best fans in football, (laughs) end quote, and did say that Dan and Tanya will continue to be fans of the team. Actually, the statement was a high road statement, which is what uh, the statement should have been. Although the Snyders in this statement had to make it a point in the first paragraph, in fact, that they ran this ultra-diverse football team. Quote, we are proud to have built the most diverse leadership group of any NFL team, including having the highest representation of women, underrepresented groups, and the first full-time black female coach in league history. End quote. Uh, There in the statement was no mention of, you know, the workplace misconduct scandal and, you know, the victims in the workplace misconduct scandal. But yeah, there were the Snyders once again patting themselves on the back. But whatever. More importantly, we on Friday afternoon got a press conference for the Josh Harris group. Uh, The words Dan Snyder were not said once (laughs) during this press conference on Friday afternoon. That was 100% the right call. The presser took place at FedEx Field, where we also had what had been billed as a training camp 
pep rally. But the event ended up becoming a massive celebration of the sale. We at FedEx Field had all kinds of Redskins legends, including all-time great skins corner Daryl Green, who, you know, has not been doing much with the team for a while now, but uh, he was in attendance on Friday. Uh, We had FedEx Field at one point, had fans chanting, thank you, Josh, thank you, Josh. That was great. Uh, We at FedEx Field had a go-go band that had one of the top limited partners in the Josh Harris group, Irvin Magic Johnson dancing. This was great. Magic Johnson dancing right in front of the go-go band. Take a listen. Yes, go magic. It's your birthday. Uh, It was that kind of day. We, over the last two days, seemingly have had more joy in skin slash Washington football team slash commanders nation uh, than we had over the previous 24 years combined. Uh, Coming up on this special Saturday installment of the podcast, I will take you through the very best of the press conference on Friday afternoon. Uh, The main speakers were Josh Harris. Uh, the number two person in the Harris group, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. Uh, you will hear every significant thing that all three guys said, uh, and my reactions to and thoughts on what these guys said. Uh, there was a lot to like. There was a lot to feel good about. There also <laughs> was some name talk, as the name has been reignited as an issue over these last 48 hours. Uh, this due in part to something that Magic said on the Today Show on NBC on Friday morning. I will play that for you as well. I will cover it all for you, you and me, on a Saturday morning talking about this monumental development that is the sale of the commander. Still hard to believe in a lot of ways. Uh, Oh, by the way, rookies on Friday reported for 2023 commanders training camp. Yeah, that's getting going. Uh, Actually, head coach Ron Rivera at the press conference on Friday afternoon said that rookies and quarterbacks reported for camp on Friday and will be practicing on Saturday. Uh, So training camp essentially is getting going here. Uh, The Commanders on Friday evening did announce the signings of the team's top two picks in the 2023 NFL Draft. First-round corner Emmanuel Forbes and second-round defensive back Quan Martin. Yeah, neither guy had actually signed uh, until Friday, but each guy uh, now has signed. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. So much feedback on the sale of the commanders from the Snyders to the Josh Harris group. Tweet from Brian Young. I feel like I want to cry. Thank you for that, Brian. I hear you, man. Ain't no shame in crying when your NFL team, which has been run into the ground by horrendous ownership over 24-plus years, finally gets sold. That is an acceptable reason to cry. A tweet from Stevie Tat regarding the NFL late Thursday afternoon releasing the Mary Jo White report immediately after announcing that NFL owners had unanimously approved the sale. Right, Stevie? If for some reason the vote did not go through, do you think that the owners would have voted Dan out after the Mary Jo White findings were released? Can't help but feel he was leaving one way or another 
Uh, thank you for the tweet, Stevie. Good question. Uh, the other NFL owners never wanted to vote Dan Snyder around because of the precedent that would have said. But what is now clear is that the league did have additional leverage on Dan and that the findings of the Mary Jo White investigation made Dan look really bad. Uh, the two key former team employees whose allegations were at the center of the investigation, Tiffany Johnston and Jason Friedman, Mary Jo White vindicated Johnston and Friedman, uh, read the beginning of the conclusion of the report, quote, after extensive investigation, we have sustained both Tiffany Johnston's allegation of sexual harassment by Mr. Snyder and Jason Friedman's allegation of deliberate underreporting of NFL revenues by the club, end quote. Uh, Mary Jo White found Tiffany Johnston and Jason Friedman to be credible. And, you know, this financial penalty that was levied by the NFL on Dan Snyder, $60 million. Yes, that's a uh, microscopic fraction of the $6.05 billion that Dan's getting from the Josh Harris group for the team. But, you know, $60 million, not an insignificant financial penalty for an NFL owner. Uh, it sure seems like the NFL could have voted Dan Snyder out on solid legal grounds had the league gone down that path. Email from Jim on a celebration of the sale of the Commanders, writes Jim, I was at the bullpen on Half Street for the Burgundy and Sold party on Thursday. I was looking around at the crowd, and let me tell you, the base is there. People want to buy in. Let the healing process begin. We are a people united, free from the bondage of he who shall not be named. It almost doesn't even seem real. Onward with Mr. Harris and his outstanding group of partners. Uh, thank you for the email, Jim. Yeah, the turnout for that party at the bullpen on Half Street in Washington, D.C., right by Nationals Park, was tremendous. And Josh Harris on Thursday buying drinks for people at that party uh, and at a party at a place in Ashburn, Virginia, just outstanding. What a great, smart gesture by Harris to do that, immediately endearing himself to fans and immediately differentiating himself from Dan Snyder. But the turnout for that party at the bullpen and the energy for that party at the bullpen are why I do believe that the commanders are far from a like lost cause in terms of the fan base. This notion that the team is a lost cause in terms of getting back lost fans or generating new fans. No, not at all. I mean, are some people gone for good? Yes. But if the team wins, a lot of uh, the supposedly gone people will be back. And always having your back is the great law firm of Paulson and Nace. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that is always ready to fight for you. Uh, Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace provides passionate advocacy on behalf of injury victims designed to help them and their families move forward after the most difficult of times. And Paulson and Nace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. Uh, how about this? Two verdicts versus Merrill Dow totaling $132 million. Yeah, Paulson and Nace has taken on Big Pharma and won. 
Paulson and Nace has taken on the U.S. government and won. Uh, Bradley versus the United States of America. Paulson and Nace won a case for which the United States government had to pay nearly $1.8 million. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wrong but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. Just don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Nace take care of your family. It is great to be with you for this oh-so-special Saturday scheduled emergency installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Uh, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Uh, following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page uh, listing the recent episodes of this podcast. Well, Every commander's employee now is set to follow Josh Harris. Uh, he is officially the commander's managing partner. Uh, the Josh Harris Group's purchase of the commanders was finalized on Friday morning. And then we did have a press conference for the Josh Harris Group on Friday afternoon. Uh, speaking at the press conference were first... Team President Jason Wright, who essentially emceed the presser. Uh, then came head coach Ron Rivera. He spoke briefly. Then came Josh Harris. Then came limited partner Mitchell Rails, and then came limited partner Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, next segment, I'm going to discuss what Mitchell Rails and Magic Johnson had to say, but right now, I'm going to talk about what Josh Harris had to say. Now, uh, Josh Harris on Thursday in the 5 p.m. Eastern hour did a uh, brief press conference at the JW Marriott at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, off the announcement by the NFL of NFL owners having voted unanimously to approve the sale of the commanders from Dan and Tanya Snyder to the Josh Harris Group. Harris, on Friday afternoon, reiterated a good bit of what he said on Thursday, including uh, growing up as a fan of the team, but also that being a fan isn't enough and that the primary goal uh, is to win championships. Here you go. As a kid who grew up in Chevy Chase, Maryland, I've been a fan for, of this team for as long as I can remember. One of my first memories was walking down East Capitol Street uh, with the rest of the fans, going into RFK Stadium. We, didn't have, we, we couldn't make the 20-year waiting list, so we didn't have season tickets. It literally was a 20-year waiting list. Uh, hearing the crowd, feeling the rumbling of the stadium, and it really had an indelible mark on me as a human being. I grew up with Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer, Joe Theismann, Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, Joe Gibbs, the Hogs, Daryl Green, John Riggins, uh, and the rest of these legends, and three Super Bowl championships. The, the, the Redskins, the then Redskins, were the team that everyone wanted to be a part of, and it brought this city together. It was great, we were with all the past legends this morning, many of whom are here, and I can't tell you the feeling 
seeing Terry and John, our future legends. I'm thrilled to, that you're here with us and it makes a big difference. Like seeing this group together, the, the old and the new is really special. <clears throat> this franchise is a part of who I am and who I became. It's part of my DNA. But I appreciate that it's not just about being a fan. I feel a tremendous sense of responsibility to this city to win championships, to create a positive impact on the community and create great experiences and memories for future fans just like I had growing up as a kid. I've done this before and I believe that we are up to this task. When I think about what kind of an owner we are truly getting in Josh Harris, I don't just see him as not Dan Snyder. Like, that's something that we've heard a lot of, right? Hey, uh, just that Josh isn't Dan is a huge positive. And yeah, that is true. But Josh is a lot more than just not Dan. Uh, Josh Harris, as a pro sports owner, is experienced, uh, has a track record of engineering turnarounds, and is forward-thinking. Uh, what he may well be on the verge of doing with the commanders in upgrading them drastically in terms of analytics, that by itself could be huge. But Harris's experience as a pro sports owner is lengthy. He is the managing partner of the Philadelphia 76ers. His purchase of the Sixers was finalized in October 2011. Uh, he is the managing partner of the New Jersey Devils. His purchase of the Devils was finalized in August 2013. Uh, he has served as part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is part owner of the English Premier League soccer team, Crystal Palace FC. Uh, he clearly has a passion for owning pro sports teams. You know, Harris in 2020 was part of a group that tried to buy the New York Mets. He in 2022 was part of a group that tried to buy the EPL's Chelsea FC. And he in 2022 was part of a group that tried to buy the Denver Broncos. This guy likes owning pro sports teams. The Redskins in May 1999, when Dan Snyder bought the team, got a total newbie of a pro sports owner in Dan. The commanders right now and Josh Harris are getting an owner who has owned a variety of pro sports teams. You know, whatever success that Washington had over the last 24 seasons was in spite of the owner, not because of him. That now can change. I do believe that. Josh Harris can be not just not Dan, but a real asset to the commanders. But how exactly will Harris go about trying to win as commander's owner? Here he was on Friday afternoon on that. In order to win, we're going to need the best, most committed people. Starting today, we will attract those people with a culture defined by excellence, dignity, respect, and inclusivity. I look forward to working with Jason and Ron to create great experiences, to create that culture, and create memories for our fans. I know we'll accomplish it. And we all need to work together to make sure that this team is a force that unites people in an otherwise divided world and brings them together. To the Commanders fans, our promise to you is straightforward. We will work tirelessly to make you proud once again of this franchise like my family was when I grew up here. This is not going to be easy. My job is to deliver an organization that can win.
It's on me and it's on us up here. Our work begins today and I'm so excited to be on this journey together with the city. Thank you all. And I can't be the only person who noticed that Josh Harris talked about being on the journey with the city as opposed to, say, the DMV, Uh, perhaps a tip of the cap to Washington, D.C., in an attempt for the commander's next stadium to be in D.C. Uh, As for this issue of the stadium, here was Harris on Friday afternoon on his long term stadium vision for the team. Yeah, like so, we're focused on um, creating great experiences for our fans, and 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 kind of making them feel. And as I said, when you uh, have guests into your house, we're going to throw a party, uh, er, you know, every other Sunday. And when you have guests in your house, like you treat them well. You don't you don't have couches that are broken. You don't have TVs that aren't working. So we got to get after all that, and that's what we're focused on right now. As far as the stadium experience, long run, we would love to have a stadium where the opposing players fear to come and our fans love to come and our players love to come and feel welcome. That's what I experienced at RFK. Uh, and and whatever happens with the stadium, that's the kind of stadium experience I want to create. And Josh Harris right there rather adeptly uh, answered that stadium question by essentially saying that he's going to upgrade FedEx Field for now as opposed to getting into where the team's next stadium will be. Politically speaking, that was the right answer for Harris to give. At this point, it sure would seem like there is a very good chance that the commanders are going to be playing home games at FedEx Field beyond the expiration of the agreement to play home games there until September 2027. Now, uh, Commander's Insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, she on July 11th tweeted uh, photo documentation uh, for the land on which FedEx Field sits. Bottom line, what the commanders have is a covenant, not a lease, uh, to play home games at FedEx Field until September 13th, 2027. Uh, The team can play home games at the stadium after that date, uh, but cannot play home games elsewhere before that date. What about the name? (laughs) Yes, sir, the name. Uh, Boy, did the issue of the name catch fire over the last 48 hours. Uh, Just when you think we're done with the name, the name comes back to life. Uh, This all started with ESPN senior writer Don Van Natta Jr., uh, who has reported extensively on the Dan Snyder saga, saying that he would not be surprised if the commanders change their name. He said this on the Rich Eisen Show on Thursday. Then we on Friday morning on the Today Show on NBC had a sit-down conversation between NBC's Craig Melvin, who's a Commanders fan, and Magic Johnson. Craig Melvin, as you may recall, was a big part of the official reveal of the name Commanders on 2.2.22. It was Craig Melvin who was seated uh, in an empty and ultra-cold FedEx field on that morning with team president Jason Wright, the uh, senior advisor to Jason, Doug Williams, and interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen. Anyway, uh, here was the exchange between Craig and Magic on the name. The after years of, of, of protests, the team finally changes its name. Um, they become the Washington Commanders uh, almost immediately. Um, a lot of folks express their displeasure <laughs> with, with, the, with the name choice, yeah. shall we say. 
Um, is, is that something that might be reviewed by the new ownership, changing the name from the commanders or something else? I think, uh, Craig, everything's on the table, right? Especially after this year. We don't, we, we'll see where we are with the name, but I can't say that right now. So Magic Johnson on potentially changing the name of the team, quote, I think everything's on the table, especially after this year. We'll see where we are with the name, end quote. Well, for reasons that I still don't understand, people took what Magic said on the Today Show as him saying that the commanders are considering changing their name after this coming season. Twitter blew up over this. Uh, Pro Football Focus tweeted a photo saying, quote, the commanders will consider another name change after this season, end quote. Uh, This guy, Dove Kleiman, I'm not sure if that's how you say his name, but D-O-V and then the last name K-L-E-I-M-A-N. This guy is part of a group of people who have gained notoriety on Twitter, not by actually reporting things, but by rewriting what others have reported. Uh, He tweeted, quote, Magic Johnson, the new Washington Commander's minority owner, said the team will consider a name change after this season, end quote. No, Magic did not say that, okay? What he said was, quote, I think everything's on the table, especially after this year. We'll see where we are with the name, end quote. That's what he said. To me, what he said was, look, after the season, we'll evaluate these things and we'll see how these things are going. And, you know, we'll kind of see where these things take us. You know, that was a very vague, open-ended answer that Magic gave. He did that on purpose. But the game of telephone with what he said was ridiculous. He did not say that the commanders uh, will consider a name change after this season. Now, maybe the commanders will end up doing that. Heck, maybe the commanders will end up changing their name after this coming season. But that's not what Magic said, okay? I mean, like, you got to be fair about what the guy actually said. Anyway, uh, Josh Harris on Friday afternoon got asked about the name multiple times. Here was Harris on first the tremendous reaction by fans to him becoming owner of the team and then on the name. Yeah, so uh, Washington fans are passionate. I knew that because I grew up here. Uh, The reaction has been overwhelming. Uh, We're so appreciative of how welcome we are. We also know, because we've done this before in Philly, that uh, we got to deliver. So I'm also, uh, you, the fans should be aware and you should be aware, I'm, there's a lot of sleepless nights. This is an amazing day for me, but I'm stressed. So I, I, we, we got a training camp is, you know, the next week and the first game is six weeks away. Uh, look, I think that we're going to be focusing, uh, we got a lot to do. Uh, we got to get the team ready to win football games. Uh, we got to get out in the community and start to pay it forward, you know, as Magic said. And we gotta, you know, change the stadium, right? And change the um, the fan. Ex- I'm sorry, the fan experience. We gotta change the fan experience. And right now, that's gonna be things like uh, ingress and egress and food. And there's not that much we can do. And so our three priorities are those, and uh, that's what we're focused on right now. All right. And then this was Josh Harris later in the press conference on Friday afternoon on how he feels about the name Commanders. Yeah, so it's not about how I feel. It's about how the city feels about all this stuff. And like I said, our priorities are, uh, you know, we got to get ready for a football season. We got to improve the existing fan experience. Then we got to get at it in the community and get out there. 
Uh, we're going to look at all, everything uh, and, and see where we are, but those are our three priorities right now. Yeah, Josh Harris on Friday afternoon did not want to touch the issue of the name, and I don't blame him. Uh, look, with the name, Harris right now should not declare anything. He and his group need to study this issue, assess whether the name Commanders truly is viable, and then go from there. If you hate the name Commanders, if you can't wait for the team to get rid of the name Commanders, I understand, okay? Trust me, I do. But Josh Harris is a businessman, okay? This guy graduated from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania and then Harvard Business School. He made his fortune in private equity. He co-founded the firm Apollo Global Management in 1990. His approach to the name issue, I believe, will and should be an analytical approach, a measured approach. And what I think would be really interesting is if the team does have a good 2023 season, do people warm up to the name commanders or do people still hate the name as much as ever? Uh, But Josh Harris taking any kind of a public stance on the name right now, five minutes after buying the team, uh, would be foolish. I've made my stance on the name clear. A, I actually don't hate commanders. I can't say that I love it, but I don't hate it. Uh, B, there is no perfect new name, okay? Every other new name that you can come up with will be hated by some people. And C, the only name change right now that would elicit an overwhelmingly positive response would be going back to Redskins. But that's almost certainly not happening, even though you could argue it should happen. And for more on that, Check out my conversation with uh, Eunice Davidson and Tony Andrews of the Native American Guardians Association on episode 609 of this podcast. But the name thing is a big thing. Uh, I am as tired of the name issue as anyone, okay? But the name issue is a big deal. It matters to a lot of people. It should matter to a lot of people. And one more thing, this idea that the Josh Harris Group needs to focus on winning and not the name. The Harris Group can do both, okay? This is not an either-or scenario. Uh, You can both focus on winning and focus on figuring out this name situation, okay? (laughs) Like, let's not all be so limited, okay? Uh, And if you can't focus on both winning and focus on doing something like figuring out the name, uh, then you have bigger problems, okay? But if the Josh Harris Group is the ownership group that we want it to be, uh, it can both focus on winning and focus on the name. Uh, How close are the commanders to winning? Uh, Josh Harris on Friday afternoon was asked that. Here was his answer. Yeah, look, we're just getting here. I mean, obviously, we've we've uh, witnessed as as fans, right, from the outside, what Coach Rivera and his staff and the front office have and the team has done over the last few years, and it, it's improving. You know, this is a big season, uh, and uh, we look forward to learning and watching uh, and seeing what happens. And I'm I'm very excited to be spending time with. Coach Rivera and his staff and the players and understanding what's going on. And I'm very supportive right now of what they're doing. Josh Harris calling this coming season a big season. Uh, yes, it is, especially for the head coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, we are entering year four of the Rivera era. Him as Washington head coach and the coach-centric approach. Ron, as Washington head coach, has yet to have a winning regular season and has seen his team fade in each of the last two seasons. Well, uh, what if things do not go well for the Commanders this coming season? Would Josh Harris consider doing with the Commanders what he did 
with the 76ers. The process and all in on analytics rebuild. Uh, Here was Harris on Friday afternoon on if he anticipates applying any of his philosophies with his other teams to the commanders. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think obviously what I've learned from, you know, the Sixers, the Devils and other things is that you win, uh, you win championships with the best people uh, in the front office, the best coaching staff. You win by investing. You win by uh, creating a fan experience where people want to come out and support the team. This is really hard. Uh, and so we're going to be, and you win by creating an amazing culture, which we talked about, that is about respect, inclusivity, diversity. A lot of people around the table. And so th- we're going to bring all that stuff here to this situation. I mean, and then, look, on the field, I mean, obviously, you know, Ron has a difficult job. The team has a difficult job. Uh, wherever we can create an edge. You know, obviously, we've used analytics. We've used sports science. Uh, wherever we can create an edge, you know, if we can make our players feel better, uh, if we can uh, accommodate their lives a little bit, a bit better, if we can set up the training better, we're going to look at all that stuff. And as I said, it takes time and, uh, and it takes investment. So all the, the sort of broad philosophies are the same. Obviously, the specifics are very different. Yes, they are. And that's a key point. One more for you from Josh Harris on Friday afternoon. This was Harris on this overall rebuilding effort of the commanders that he's undertaking. Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of work, obviously, a lot of work. And uh, in sports franchises, winning is not easy. There's 31 other uh, owners that are well-financed. They want to win. Everyone wants to win. Uh, and so that's going to be a lot of work. And, you know, it's, it's one, it's sort of a, a village of people supporting a group of players and a coaching staff. Um, you know, changing uh, the fan experience. Uh, you know, we, we're going to make a dent in it as fast as we can. But, you know, some of that's going to take a while. Like when you go into someone's house, uh, you know, this, we, we now think the stadium is our house. So we gotta we gotta make it good for people who visit, uh, and then getting into the community also takes time. So this is all gonna take time. The opportunity is unbelievable. I mean, the Commanders used to be the number one. It's hard to imagine, and I've seen the numbers. Right, the Commanders were the number one franchise in the NFL uh, back when they were the Redskins, and even after that, uh, not da- not the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Redskins, the Washington Commanders. So the, the opportunity is up here, and the work is up here. And, that, and that's just fine for us. You know, that's what we're about. And, you know, we, we, we're gonna, it's going to take a while. We ask, you know, look, I know everyone's impatient. We're impatient. Believe me, I'm sweating this more than anyone else out there. But it's going to take a little bit of time. So we in that cut that I just played for you heard Josh Harris again saying how he's sweating the task in front of him, worried about wanting to deliver on being owner of the commanders, etc. You know, we're not used to hearing that kind of humble, self-deprecating speak from the owner of the team. But ask yourself this, who does that approach remind you of? Joe Gibbs, right? Joe Gibbs, as Redskins head coach, was the master of a humble, self-deprecating speak. 
Gibbs, the Skins head coach, was the master of talking up his opponents, even bad teams. You know, Gibbs back in the day could make the St. Louis Cardinals sound like the San Francisco 49ers. Gibbs always talked about how worried he was and things of that nature. What Josh Harris is doing in talking about how he's sweating the task in front of him and worried about wanting to deliver on being owner of the Commanders is straight from the Joe Gibbs playbook. Again, it goes back to that idea of under promise over deliver. And you know, among those in attendance at this presser on Friday afternoon was Joe Gibbs. Uh, Remember, Josh Harris and Joe Gibbs have a formal partnership. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing on June 20th announced that uh, JGR had, quote, received a significant investment from Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment and Arctos Partners, End quote. In other words, Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment had become a minority owner of Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, and the announcement said that Joe Gibbs was becoming a limited partner in Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment was founded uh, by Josh Harris and David Blitzer in September 2017 and is the parent company of the uh, Josh Harris sports portfolio, not including the commanders. Harris's and Blitzer's involvement in the ownership of the commanders is as individuals, as opposed to via Harris Blitzer sports and entertainment. But yeah, Josh Harris, these last few days, to me anyway, uh, has been channeling his inner Joe Gibbs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, more now from the press conference of the commander's new ownership, the Josh Harris Group, on Friday afternoon. So we last segment focused on what the commander's new managing partner, Josh Harris, had to say. We this segment are going to focus on what the top two limited partners in the Harris Group had to say, talking about 
Mitchell Rails and Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, the belief is that Mitchell Rails owns the second biggest portion of the commanders. Uh, Rails, like Harris, is local. Uh, Rails grew up in Bethesda, Maryland, went to Walt Whitman High School in Bethesda. Uh, he and his brother Stephen Rails in the 1980s co-founded Danaher Corporation. Uh, Danaher is a Fortune 500 science and technology company. Uh, Mitchell Rails and his wife Emily Rails in 2006 founded Glenstone, a uh, private art museum in Potomac, Maryland. And Mitchell Rails and his brother Stephen Rails in 1992 owned the radio station that became... Washington, D.C.'s first all-sports radio station, Sports Radio 570 WTEM, by one-time employer. (laughs) Uh, One of Mitchell Rail's best friends is a great friend of this podcast, Howard Gutman, the former United States ambassador to Belgium. Howard, on episode 547 of this podcast, gave us outstanding insight on Mitchell Rails. And the picture that was painted by Howard on that episode uh, certainly was reflected in what Rails had to say on Friday afternoon. I thought that Mitchell Rails came off really well. Here's some of what he said. I wish my parents were here to see this day. They moved me to the Washington area when I was 10 years old. And fortunately, I gave up the Steelers for the then Redskins. I got on the bus at Friendship Heights with my three brothers and we made our way down to RFK and we never missed a game. So to see the legends standing here in front of me now, the people that I aspired to be like as I was growing up was just, is just unbelievable. But what's really unbelievable is the group that's been assembled here today. When I tell you we share the same values and vision about what we want this organization to be and the opportunity in the days, months, weeks, years ahead, it's unprecedented. You know, one of the things from Howard Gutman about Mitchell Rails that really stood out to me was Rails's commitment to community. And look, a lot of people talk about stuff like that. But it does seem like Rails behaves in accordance uh, with this notion of him having a commitment to community. Like, he's not just all talk. I mean, know this about Glenstone. Admission is free. The museum is filled with who knows how much expensive art, costs who knows how much to maintain, sits on really expensive land, and yet admission is free. Take a listen to this from Mitchell Rails on Friday afternoon. We are here to ignite and aspire all the communities we serve by winning championships. We got to ignite the fan base, we got to ignite the player base, we got to ignite the legends base, and we got to ignite all the commander associates base. There's a lot of people here who can help. And that's what I do. I was telling the legends a story, you know, downstairs. You know, I, I tried to be a football player, and I made it to the, to the Maryland State All-Star Game coming out of high school. I was one of the last guys to be fighting for a scholarship at the University of Maryland, and I was up against a guy who was blocking me because I was a linebacker on a full ride to Penn State, 6'6", 280, and ran a 4'8", And when I came off the field, my dad said, why is the uniform all dirty in the back but clean on the front? <laughs> 
I, I quickly understood that I would rather be a business builder than, 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 a, than a football player. So I respect what you guys are doing. It's incredible. So we're here to really build this again from the bottom up the right way by engaging everybody in a passionate, inspiring way. And we're going to need the help from everybody here, not just us. We can't do it on our own. We're going to work our butts off, but we need everybody to rally to the occasion. I remember what it was like, and I want to see those days here again, more for the community building of our fans and, and our other communities than even myself. So thank you, and I look forward to working with all of you in the time to come. Notable that Mitchell Rails referenced winning championships as the means by which the uh, Josh Harris group can ignite all of the people who Rails just referenced, and notable that Rails did not shy away from acknowledging what has happened with the franchise. Quote, I remember what it was like, and I want to see those days here again, end quote. Uh, Yeah, Mitch, we all do. (laughs) Trust me on that. Uh, Well, a man who knows quite a bit about glory days for sports franchises is, of course, Magic Johnson. As you may know, uh, Magic was a pretty good NBA player. Uh, He is a player for the Los Angeles Lakers, won five NBA titles in nine seasons. But how about Magic's career as an executive? Uh, Magic also is a part owner of Major League Baseball's Los Angeles Dodgers, Major League Soccer's Los Angeles FC, and the WNBA's Los Angeles Sparks. All of those teams have won championships with Magic as part owner. Uh, The Dodgers won the 2020 World Series, LAFC won the 2022 MLS Cup, and the Sparks won the 2016 WNBA title. Additionally, Magic is the chairman and chief executive officer of the investment conglomerate Magic Johnson Enterprises. It feels like everything that this guy touches turns to gold. Uh, This was Magic on Friday afternoon. When Josh and I talked the first thing I said was, do you want to win? And he said, yes. I said, I'm in. Because I don't invest in sports teams to just for ego. I invest to win. And we want to change everything that has happened to this franchise. We see the winners in the front row. Not only did they win Super Bowls, they also made the community great. And we want to invite the community to be a part of what we're building here. Uh, That's going to be a part of my role, is to get out into the community and and help them understand what we're doing, how we're doing it, and also uh, we want to give back. We want to make an impact on this great community that we're uh, doing business in. So Magic Johnson, like Mitchell Rails, uh, talking up the importance of community, but also acknowledging that things uh, with our franchise have not been so good. Quote, we want to change everything that has happened to this franchise. End quote. I mean, that's pretty blunt. We want to change everything that has happened (laughs) to this franchise. Uh, Also from Magic on Friday afternoon was a message to the commander's coaching staff and players. Uh, Here was that message. I would say this, we've been meeting and we're ready for the challenge. We want to take all the headaches away from the players and coaches. We want them to concentrate on being great football players and winning games and coach, just coaching games. We want to make it easy for them. 
and that's what we're going to do. And I think that Josh touched on it. It's about excellence, best in class, doing everything the right way, and then over-delivering to our fan base. And we're going to do just that. That would be terrific. Uh, under promise and over deliver. Always the right way to go. Uh, we also, from Magic Johnson on Friday afternoon, got some story time. So, the most successful owner in Redskins history, of course, is Jack Kent Cook. Well, as uh, many of you listening know, Jack Kent Cook at one point owned the Lakers. Uh, and so, with that as the backdrop, uh, here was Magic Story Time on Friday afternoon. A. Poland, who used to own the Wizards was one of my mentors. And then I go back to one of the owners that used to own this team. Jack Kent Cook had to make the deal with me to then sell the Lakers to Dr. Buss to buy the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Isn't that something? So. I'm supposed to be here and be a part of this incredible franchise. Yeah, and you know what's even funnier about all of that? Do you know who Jack Kent Cook bought the Lakers from? Bob Short. Bob Short owned the Washington Senators from December 1968 through the 1971 season before moving the team to Texas in the 1971 1972 offseason. Uh, Short also served as Senator's general manager, uh, and uh, Short also is known as one of the worst owners in Washington, D.C. sports history. Uh, I would think that we will not be saying that about Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, or Magic Johnson. Look, there are zero guarantees with the Harris group. Uh, there's no guarantee that the group is going to do things in the absolute right ways. There's no guarantee that even if the group does do things in the absolute right ways, that those ways will lead to success. Uh, in sports, you can have good process, but bad results. But I don't know how you hear and read everything that has been out there about and said by Harris and his group and not feel at least pretty good about what we're getting here, okay? Even if you're not doing cartwheels over the Josh Harris group, how are you not at least a little encouraged by everything that we have heard and read in recent days here about these guys? Uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I, on Friday afternoon, tweeted the following, and I very much meant this. Everything about the last 24 years felt wrong. Everything about the last 24 hours feels right. Who knows where all of this is going to take us, but for now, it is good to be a fan of the Commanders. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 617. We'll have a lot for you on the commanders. Oh, these glorious times <laughs> that we are in. Uh, and Monday show, we'll have a lot for you on the rest of our Washington, D.C. area sports weekend, including lots of 
on the Nationals and Orioles, and that's on Friday night. A very nice 5-3 win over the San Francisco Giants at Nationals Park in Game 1 of a three-game series. The Giants are tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks atop the National League wildcard standings. Also with the Nats, they reportedly have agreed on a contract with the man they took with the number 2 overall pick in the 2023 MLB Draft LSU outfielder Dylan Cruz. Uh, The O's on Friday night, a uh, 3-0 loss at the American League wildcard leading Tampa Bay Rays in Game 2 of a big four-game series. So the O's now are four percentage points ahead of the Rays for the best record in the American League and for first place in the American League East. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.